0: Podcast exists to help you lead in every area of life. My name is David Canis-Tracy, and today's going to be a wow. <laughs> Today uh, we have a very special guest with us in the studio. She is my friend and a partner, and a regular speaker and minister at our church at Gateway Apostle Mary Alice Islib. Mary Alice is um, internationally known speaker, Bible teacher, missionary, humanitarian and best-selling author. You may have seen her books. She's also the executive director of the Florida-based Christian Outreach International, a tremendous global missions organization, and their thing is short-term, miss- short-term missions and crisis response, benevolence projects, meeting people's needs, winning souls to Jesus, and alleviating social injustice. Actually, you know, you're not just a teacher. You're you're they, they call you pastor but they also call you apostle because you're a builder mm-hmm. and uh, and i love your topics healing toxic emotions and breaking the power of shame and of course missions and leadership and you and i have actually uh, spoken in different places together uh in the u.s and thank you for being here um welcome thank to the gateway leadership podcast me, pastor David. i'm glad to <laughs> you be know, here with you. you and i we go back we're, we're actually yeah. friends we laugh together you and me and kathy we do a lot of laughing and we pray and we build together. And uh, actually, it's funny. It seems like uh, the enemy didn't really want us to be friends because when we first started to connect, there was all manner of resistance to uh, to our relationship. But we over we I mean not personally, yeah. But just like blocks, you know, whatever it was, it was uh, setbacks and different things that. And I just see you as a treasure in my life that the enemy didn't want you to have. Uh, you are a you are a joy. I appreciate our our friendship and. Uh, so I want to welcome you and thanks for, thanks for being here. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Good. It's a new year. It's a new decade. Come on. It's exciting to be alive and working in God's kingdom and here with you at Gateway. I love you guys too very much. Um, you are apostolic in the truest sense. Mm -hmm. So that brings out one of the best gifts in me. Yeah that
0: resonates (laughs) i
1: love watching what god is doing in your Mm -hmm. lives and ministry and we've had a great time
0: thank you well you're a part of it and the lord has been you know very gracious we were just talking before we began recording the broadcast about uh your book and your passion for prayer you've got a very important book called effective fervent prayer effective fervent prayer which you're going to be re-releasing So you've obviously for decades and that's 25 years old, is it 20, 20, 27 now, 27 years old, you've carried this burning passion for the body of Christ in prayer, Mm -hmm. which is such a timely topic and very important, even, you know, for leaders and wherever we're leading in life, whether it's the marketplace or family or the church, what's the, what's the, what's the biggest thing on your heart right now about prayer that what are you seeing right now?
1: well actually i'm really excited about prayer it was more of a burden years ago Hmm. because it wasn't really a focus of um churches uh they they prayed but it was always kind of like when i came in it was plowing it was very few people that would show up Um, it wasn't an emphasis and now things have shifted Hmm. so that's very exciting churches are hungry believers are hungry and there's a new generation of younger believers that really, really want to learn how to pray. So every level of it is on my heart. Mm. Um, I always say this. There are three different dimensions of our prayer life as a believer. First of all, our personal prayer life. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. And my burden is to teach it practically because prayer is always looked at as something I can't do, I don't want to do, I'm not spiritual I should do. Yeah. And so my aspect is this is doable. We can do this. We we, we can make it happen. And then, of course, you have the intercessory aspect where you pray for your family, your friends, your nation, your pastor, your church, the nations of the world. Mm -hmm. That seems really big, but when it's led by the Holy Spirit and you know how to do it, it's very, very rewarding. Very, very important right now in the scope of what we're headed into into good times but challenging times right. for the kingdom. And then lastly one of my most favorite things really is corporate prayer mm-hmm. because I understand the power of when we all come together. You right. know what pastor I don't see it in the old Pentecostal way where it's just like five old ladies
0: <laughs> that are the corporate <laughs> prayer group. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now it's mobilizing the entire <clears throat> the whole me, the, church, right? The whole church. Yes. And everybody can be play their part in it mm-hmm. and be a part of it. And the impact that we have there is not even realized yet. The I love the impact it. of what we can do in the spiritual world and to see tremendous prayer answers.
0: I, I wonder, Mary Alice, what you think. You know, we talked last night as we had dinner, you and I and Kathy, right. we were talking about prayer and, and how there were prayer movements in like the 80s and the 90s and it was pray and it was fast and there were different prayer teachers and prayer books and the whole spiritual warfare movement that came but it's it's like prayer books and prayer teaching and prayer conferences kind of i don't know was it around the year 2000 or i don't know if it do you see that that has waned and that god wants to do another fresh thrust or do you see it differently do you think we're about to have a move of god in prayer
1: absolutely like I, I, I mentioned earlier, it waned, even though, and, and the messages through uh, maybe the last 25 years went to smaller groups of people. Like when you talk about spiritual warfare, some churches caught it, but it was more specialized. right. And that was important, right? Because there needs to be always a team of special forces that really know what they're doing. To help carry the mantle and the burden in the church
0: that's good
1: but um now i believe with all my heart that we can't do this with just a specialty team just a few intercessors just personal devotions it it will be a mandate for the corporate prayer and for the, the the breakthroughs that god wants to give to the to the kingdom of god and pastor we know that there are challenges coming the enemy does not want to see right. the gospel breakthrough. Right. So, yes, there will be a prayer revival because it will be the way that we thrive and survive and breakthrough and find great joy.
0: And the focus of a prayer revival, of course, would be the harvest. I mean, yes. God's heart is for the lost. He wants yeah. to, uh, and, of course, outpouring and revival and awakening in the church and renewal in the church and other things that he wants to do in the nations and in our nation he has a plan, you know, yes. but the key is prayer and intercession that to, to open the door to see that uh, to see that all happen, which I think is uh, super important. One of the problems, though, I think that maybe keeps people from prayer. And I want to just, you know, get you on record on this, because. Um, the enemy will fight prayer oh, yeah. and he does it in a in a number of ways. He I think He fights. The person who is praying Mm -hmm. i think he fights the prayer that is being prayed Mm -hmm. and i think he fights the answer you know like daniel where where the angel you know and one of the ways he fights the people who pray is with what you alluded to the categories of like prayer is for these five women you know prayer is prayer is for them and even my one of my great mentors a man that i love he's with jesus now Um, and he taught, Peter Wagner taught, that intercession was a gift, which I probably agree with, and I think you would too, but one of the problems is if saying that there are intercessors, then what that means is there are other people who are not intercessors, and that's a problem because Jesus was an intercessor, (laughs) and we're all called to be like Jesus, like we're all called to intercede, and so we have these categories and I think you know, good teaching even good teachings about prayer. The enemy will try to use to talk to other people to say, "Well, see, you're not one of those. You're not a, a an intercessor. What do you What do you believe about the whole body of Christ praying? How do you see that playing out?" And
1: well, I think that it has to return the spirit of prayer. Yeah, has to return to the ch- the church as a whole. Yeah, which means it has to return to church leadership, mm. and we have to make it something that's an emphasis but something that is a joy something that can be learned the disciples said to jesus teach us how to teach us yes which meant that they understood that it's something that's learned and sometimes we make it so far away so spooky so bizarre we don't have patterns we don't have plans we don't have we don't teach believers right how to yield to the holy spirit Mm. and not make it weird the only reason that there are People that are more excelled in intercession is because they've spent more time in prayer. Mm-hmm. They have more understanding mm-hmm. of what's happening. And what they do, a smaller group does, doesn't necessarily happen in a corporate prayer meeting. Right. But when we t- teach properly, divide properly, understand the anointing properly, make it something that we do, but people who we are. Yeah. We are people of prayer. Yes. That's Who we are
0: that's in us. We're like we're like Jesus. Jesus was a person of prayer. Yeah, and we're called to be like him so
1: yes, and if we Once people start to see two things they taste the victory of the prayer life Mm -hmm. That means God's presence with you. That means prayer answers. That means I grew I understood I went to a new level and once they see the corporate prayer answers, Mm -hmm. which takes some time but you know, I Pastor, you know, I grew up playing sports, mm-hmm. and my coach has always taught me, you have to be great in the foundations mm-hmm. first. And then when you get in the game, you're going to excel. You're going to know what to do, and you're going to win. Right. So these, this is That's the mentality. Good. That's really good. And the approach that we have to take. And sometimes we've ignored it, mm-hmm. and so that makes it secret, or we've said it's really weird. And honestly, you can maybe address this, but I think sometimes pastors are nervous a little bit about it because I don't think that's your case, but they're nervous because they're afraid they're going to get this flaky, weird prayer leaders that are going to be walking around prophesying and looking under the chairs <laughs> and doing all this spooky stuff and calling people out, you know, and having, making off,
0: trouble in the church, maybe make, making trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: they're a little strange and right. we have to take that away. Yes. From this message. Right. I'm not strange.
0: No, that's right.
1: And so, and, Correct prayer is
0: beautiful. Help. Intercession is beautiful. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is beautiful. And, and
1: correct and help the strange <clears> people. Or, yeah. or I think sometimes my understanding, and I'm going to be teaching toward this in 2020, is how do I train a prayer leader? If I get this stirred up in my church, mm. I got other responsibilities. Right. How do I get the right leader? Well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing some good teaching in awesome. 2020 on raising up those leaders. And they're there. We just have to find them and train them and help them, just like we have to find leaders for other departments. Right,
0: youth or children's or worship. Yeah. I think that's uh, powerful. So you're touching on leadership, you know, just lightly here, but let's take a minute because uh, pastors, you know, church leaders, business leaders, um, you teach a lot on leadership. Yes. And you teach a lot on prayer. Mm -hmm. What for you is the intercept between leadership and prayer i mean uh should leaders pray um should they pray more than others what what do you what's the prayer life of a leader look like to you
1: wow that's a loaded question and maybe a good book title <laughs> <laughs> um, but i think that uh, a leader absolutely has to model for the people right now what i mean by that is we as leaders have to develop our own prayer life. And that comes through conviction of Bible verses and experience. For Mm -hmm. example, um, I know by revelation in my own life that Jesus said that what you do in secret Mm. is rewarded openly. Mm -hmm. So, and I think for me, uh, coming into ministry almost 40 years ago, I was young. I was 22 years old. I had to find and a woman and back then it wasn't right. so popular right but I had good people around me my pastors encouraged me my parents encouraged me and I encouraged myself because I knew that my reward would come from the secret place mm-hmm. that I couldn't defend myself right and we have to teach our churches that what we do in secret that means prayer that means our motivations that means our integrity that means a lot of things Jesus was talking about going into the secret place. Right. I think the second thing for me is that I grew up being interested in in sports, and I mentioned it earlier. It's the the discipline aspect. Prayer doesn't fall on you. Prayer is a discipline. Mm-hmm. So I teach prayer in segments. Like if you can do 20 minutes, and you have a pattern that you do your 20 minutes, but you flow with the Holy Spirit in it, right? And you don't miss. Mm-hmm. Then. It, it, it's something we have to make time for. Right. It's something that we can't miss just like we can't miss other things or we wouldn't miss other things in our personal lives. And there's going to be a lot more emphasis I'm, I'm convinced about, and maybe people don't like this term, but it's explanatory, is self-care. Hmm. If I don't take care of myself, wow. how can I take care of the people? Right. If I can't reach God then and touch God for myself to give them the bread of life, Yep. How can I, I mean, I, I, I must have that place. And the other thing is that the prayer life is a breakthrough life. What I mean is, it's when you start jogging, you feel not good at the beginning. <laughs> you know? It's not pretty for me. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> I, I, for me either. I mean, you know, But the, the concept of I'm putting my hand to the plow, if I make it a habit for a certain period of time, mm. it will become, it, if I make it a discipline, it will become my habit. Pastor, I changed mine up this last year because you have to change it up every once in a while. Your personal prayer life, yes. you mean? Yeah. I live in Florida, so I've just decided that I'm going to be outside in the morning, in the sunrise. Awesome. Every morning. Wow. And I've missed only a few, even when I'm on the road. And I can't do heavy-duty intercession there, but I have a pattern that I follow. I It's just been a joy for me. Awesome. My own prayer life awesome. is renewed. And then lastly... Um, I think that we know from Jesus that he only could do what he saw the Father do first. Right. And we know that there's where his strength came from. You and I are going to face, I mean, ministry has some of the biggest challenges as a job. Right. The discouragement that comes to pastors. You find your strength in life in the place of worship and and private prayer. Yes. And uh, everybody has to find it. You don't have to make it three hours long. Who has that time? I don't know. But... It's 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 important.
0: What's weird is that not a lot of leadership material talks about it. That's weird. Am I that. am I missing something? Like I I listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. read books on leadership. It's how to run a staff meeting, how to how to hire somebody, how to fire somebody, how to you know how to manage uh, finances. I mean, there's a lot of great leadership stuff out yeah. there, but you almost never hear about um, the prayer life of a leader.
1: I think it's really sad. Yeah. And also when you have the leaders around you, when you as a team pray together, because you have a yes, position of authority, right. they're all trained to pray. Right. And then the other the other side of it is that I see something sad because people invite me to come in and, and teach a lot on this subject. But the pastor doesn't show up. And I'm like, Oh my dude, how are the people gonna value this if you don't value it if you say i'm going to put somebody in charge of it i'm going to put this brother to lead it but you if they don't see you pray
0: right how are
1: they how do, that that doesn't right. model that for you and in churches where i see a where i've seen a move of god i've seen the pastor leading the prayer the right. pastor not you said most of the people most of them say, oh, it's another burden well i'm not asking you to lead it on a full time but you have to be a model for it you have to be taught in all manner of prayer you have to show the people that you know how to pray and and lead them in it and it makes a huge difference
0: that anointing comes from the head and down the beard and down to the very end of the garment there's a there's a there's a a flow that takes place through any team or family or organization or church or whatever that that flows through the authority that's there and
1: you know what, Pastor, can we please take the weird <laughs> away from prayer? Oh, yes. What I mean is that it's not weird, but because of the, 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 the connotations from the past, people have shied away from it. Mm-hmm. Pastors have shied away from it. Well, uh, people are going to think we're weird. People aren't going to like it. People aren't going to think it's strange. Well, are the gifts of the Spirit strange? Is the power of God strange? Do we want people healed? Do we going to give them prophetic words? let's take the weird away from prayer absolutely
0: and we need to do that and and that might be another one of the ways that the devil fights people praying yeah. is by a, a reproaching prayer and saying you know prayer is for the old or prayer is for the weird or prayer is for the unstable it's for the emotional and it's not for a leader what greater victory could the enemy get than to distract leaders from the secret place that's a well, there you have it. Let's take the weird out of pr- out of prayer. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> one more, one more question for you, Mary Alice. You now let's kind of change gears from prayer to uh, to leadership and ministry. This is kind of a, a a different year. A lot of things happened this year in the headlines about women in ministry, and one of the things I love about you is that you're such a capable, strong. Uh, woman that stands, and you alluded to it uh, earlier, that it's not always convenient to be a woman in leadership. Not everybody appreciates that, but at the same time, I believe God himself is doing something to raise up women, in the, and not that they have never been raised up before, but I think there's a moment that we're in, and what do, what do you see happening in the body of Christ w- with women and people attacking women and yet god moving and so on what do you see going on with women because a lot of our listeners are women and they want to hear what you have to say
1: well first of all i really um would like to thank you for your approach and your modeling for the body of christ that you appreciate women of god that you allow them to function fully in their gifts in Mm -hmm. your in your church and your ministry it's really important and I feel that as a woman minister coming to ministry, I have full freedom and respect. For Absolutely. Me, and and that's really appreciated. I think the knowledge of it is is growing in the body of Christ. And when the the nation of Israel was developing into in God's uh, call on what he told them they were going to be, mm. he never excluded the women. Right. Even today, when you go to Israel, women are trained for war. Yep. They are trained for the battle Mm. and the men have great confidence in the fact. And it's carried over in the Bible where you have a leader like Deborah, where the men said, I'm not going out there unless you unless you're with me. me. That's right. And then we have also the um, concept in Proverbs 31, which has this is my opinion. It has limited women because we took that word that said you had to be a virtuous wife. Well, I'm unmarried. Mm. Right. And that would take me out totally, completely out of Proverbs 31. And when you read the original Hebrew, it says virtuous woman. It doesn't say virtuous wife. So all of the unmarried women then are left out of that about being good businesswomen, about all the categories, of course, maybe not children involved, maybe children from a past marriage. But we have to bring it back away from the fact that it's just for a wife. But my point about Israel, they valued what they called a sabra. A sabra was someone that was raised in the land. Mm-hmm. Now we have a group of women that have been raised under our ministry. They've come in through our kids' churches. They've come all the way up. We've put life. We've spoken to them. We've mm-hmm. prophesied over them. We've released their destiny. So we need to continue to make room for them to flourish in their businesses, in their ministries, in whatever that they put their hand to. I see a lot of frustrated what I call frustrated sabras, because they say, well, we were brought up with to live by faith. We were brought up to be strong mm, in the Lord. Mm. But how come that door isn't open for us? How come the encouragement isn't there? And um, it's important that we continue in that mindset and create opportunities for women to be trained, for women to grow in, in, in their leadership at work and in churches. And I'd just like to say this too. Um, thank you for putting women in leadership, be, and 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 in the, the 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 brochure and everything, I think that if we're saying we're having a move of God, and there's an advertisement for a conference, and there isn't at least one woman speaker, <laughs> something <laughs> something's is off. Yeah, weird. Right, right? <laughs> right, Now we love women to lead worship, <laughs> and we like women to do kids clubs, but there are women that are excellent speakers that yes. have a lot to give, and yes. we're not carrying baggage of old. The old baggage is we force our way. We try to make it happen. I've never done that because of God has trained me well over the last many years. But women thought they had to kind of fight to get their way, mm. or they had to be something, mm. whatever. I just have to be who I. I've seen
0: women. Out. I've seen women that mm-hmm. felt the only way they could succeed is if they acted like a man, right. in their style or 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 whatever. Not that that isn't maybe genuine, but I mean I know as a speaker you can kind of emulate people or. You know, pick up their mannerisms or whatever, and it's sad to think that women have to be something other than what they are or feel like they have to be something other than who they are and what they are in order to uh to make it so as a as a you know as a church leader um you're thanking me for and I'm thinking, what did I do? I think the key is honoring yeah you know you have to honor people for who they are and what they are, including their gender and And of course, their gift and all those things. And I think it I think if we bring honor, we honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. If we honor male and female and young and old, if we'll do that, God will move powerfully in the church. I just think it's a no brainer. Uh, And thank you for fighting the battle that you have fought to, you know, you probably would have been easy for you just to give up. And 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 you're not a pusher. But you have encouraged women with your leadership. And I, I, that means a lot to them, I think. And uh, we need you. You know, we need you. Mary Alice, you're special.
1: Thank you. Here's one thing that I have never really backed away from. And it, it always created like a risk for me is um, I, I'm strong in the Lord. And I'm strong in my gift. And I've had people say to me, oh, wow, you must be really. And my personality. I mean, when you do the profile, I'm a D personality at my job. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: but you, it, but people then they misjudge and they say, well, if you're a woman who is strong, you must be a real bear at home. <laughs> well, you don't you don't know me. Right. You don't know how I am at home. Right. When I do a, a profile for home, I'm a, I'm totally an IC, different. I'm an IC. Yeah. I don't want to make the I don't want to be strong. <laughs> but do you ever say to a man? Wow, you must really be a bear at home because yeah. you're so strong in your job and strong at work. Why do we assume that in right, a woman? Right, right,
0: exactly. Right. Like strength is unusual. It's a it needs to be commented on, <laughs> especially if it's in a woman's life. You know?
1: Yeah, but I mean that's what you raised us up to be. So right. why do you try to take that away from us? That's so good. You have to train 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 everybody in their leadership gifts and their strengths, but and how they handle all of it, but. It's a good conversation to have, and I think we'll be having a lot more.
0: Amen, amen. This was a good conversation. Thank you for joining us on the Gateway Leadership Podcast, Mary Alice. I, I don't know where your heart would take you in prayer, or if you would want to pray for women or leaders, or, but we always love to uh, include prayer, okay. in the podcast. So would you just, we just have a moment. Would would you pray for our listeners and, sure. however the Lord leads you.
1: Yes, Father, I thank you, for every single person that's listening and I release a spirit of prayer over their lives. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I thank you that you're drawing all of your leaders into a fresh understanding and desire to spend time with you. You would speak to them there, that you would strengthen them there, that you would give them uh, a whole new walk with you in this area. Let the spirit of prayer come to our churches. Let it grow. Let these next few years be dynamic. Expression and breakthrough of the kingdom of yes, God through Lord. our prayer life. Yes. I Lord. pray for the women that are listening. I thank you that you have raised them up, that you give them <clears throat> great support, Come great on, people Jesus. around their lives. Yes, Lord. And wisdom and grace to walk in the fullness of what they are at church, at work, at home. Your blessings on them, Lord. Let us be a Proverbs thirty-one generation that really sees your glory and your love and your power in our lives. Thank, I thank you, Lord. you for it in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. Lord.
0: Amen. 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 Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mary Alice, for joining us on the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Uh, you know, you can connect with uh, Mary Alice. She has a, a website. It's meetmaryalice.com. Meetmaryalice.com or on social media. What's your Twitter uh, handle? I'm and, not it, on Twitter. Oh. I'm on uh,
1: Instagram, which is M
0: a M-A is, Islib is I-S-L-E-I-B. I-S-L-E-I-B. Yes,
1: and I'm on Facebook at mary Alice, Islib.
0: Awesome. Uh, connect with Mary Alice. Get her books. Follow her ministry. Um, she's all over the country, and if she's in a city near you, uh, meet her personally. Uh, take a look at her books and her teaching materials. It's uh, something that I think will will benefit you a lot, whether you are leading in the marketplace or leading at home or leading in the church, prayer and people like Mary Alice will be uh, a tremendous arrow in your quiver. I'm so glad we could be together on today's uh, episode. More are coming, and I hope to see you next time. And our goal is to help you lead in every area of life. If you have a leadership question uh, or comment, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at gccsj.com. Check us out on the web. Like us, subscribe, and share the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Until next time, keep leading. It's very important. Keep moving forward. You are inspiring, to transform lives. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Tracy, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here.